that I, I love you guys or I love people. There's a time I didn't love people. I didn't want to know people. I didn't want to be around people, especially when my marriage was breaking. I think it was around 2007, 2008. I was really not interested in knowing nobody else in my life. I was content with the five, six people in my life. Then when I joined Mabuna, I did Mizizi, and I was chosen the life group leader, and I was given 12 people, 11, I was the 12th. I told Jesus, yeah, I told you, I do not want to love people. Then that year, I can genuinely say, I asked the Lord, okay, give me a love for people. It was a genuine prayer. I was raised very private. We were not used to, you know, being with people, knowing your people, or allowing people in your life. So when she says that, I get teary because God really did answer that prayer. At least it wasn't a no. Hallelujah. It was not part of the <laughs> it was not part of the no. So I really do find it overwhelms me that the Lord really did honor my prayer. Because I didn't know how else to be of service to those 11 people that the Lord was saying, be an LG member. And for a while, I struggled. What are you doing in my house? <laughs> but I love them greatly up to now. We have all gone in different parts of Mabuno. Some people have shifted. Um, yeah, so it's been a great journey of me relearning how to love people and relearning how to receive love. Amen? It was the Holy Spirit's working. I naturally was not like that. To our visitor, Kariboni Sana, as they said, my name is Jade Gishuri. Hey, my DG is up. That's my DG. We do movies. We go out to eat. Now, the other new thing about this thing, by the way, this picture is that me, I'm not a restaurant person or foodie, but my DG. See, when I append a kukula, and they like good places. It's true. But you like adventure. Phyllis is like, ah, and she's the queen of telling us, e month to Nendapa. You know, between her and Linda, we are roaming the city. Is the agenda this year? I've been told I'll be introduced to every restaurant. Uh, I think we are going on next Saturday to another one. I don't know. I don't even know where we were. I can't remember the name. So my frequent hood. Uh, so, yeah, that's my DG as is Carol, Phyllis, Melanie, Esther, and Linda. And we have a lot of fun, and we also do the word. We love to pray together uh, and pray for each other. It's true. We hold each other quite accountable in our ways, in our walking life. They pray for me, and I pray for them. Amen? So I want to get into the word. But we have talked about MYF. Now, this, the other thing about teenagers is that if you have one, so this hike might be from age 14 to 18, I think, 18, 19, or even beyond. The thing is, if you have one, tell them to invite a friend. It doesn't have to be a friend who comes to Mavuno. Tell them, which because it's 400, you can sponsor another child just to experience a place where there will be the word of God, some fun in the name of the Lord. So don't just invite your child so it becomes a, a problem, but just tell them which is your friends. You come with nani and nani, two children, and it will be a lot of fun. Amen? 
So if you have questions about it, Pastor Manu is willing to take any call and has all the information concerning it. Josephine and your DG, tunagoja sana. The expectation now is high. They have two more members who are not there, isn't it? Yeah. June and someone else. Three other members. Good stuff. Yeah. And Sophie Kinyanjui and someone else. Good stuff. We cannot wait. Give pressure. Go a bit higher for the next DG. Sasa, our visitors, Karibuni, I think today I saw them over here. I think I've met one or two of them. Yes, that's right. I think so. So, Karibuni Saman, my name is Jade Gishuri, and I love the Lord. So, we have been going through a sermon series or a chantoy macho. Hmm, let me see whether today. <laughs> a sermon series called Behind the Scenes. We have been sharing on some truths every believer should contend or wrestle with in their journey of faith. That's what we have been doing. We said at one time or another, we all experience disappointment, frustration, as we have lived out our faith, as we trust and wait for God to meet our needs and our prayer requests and just sort us out our situations and challenges. We have had frustrations as we wait for the great breakthrough. And in those times, it has felt like God is no longer in charge of our lives. First Sunday, we agree that God is sovereign and we should trust his heart. Even in our circumstances, God is missing in action. The second week, we agree that God's strength is what we need during our weakest point of faith. When we have trusted him to come through and he doesn't, leading to us having to live with a situation which is very painful or even unbearable. We talked about the thorn of Paul, so you can imagine how unbearable it can be. Then last Sunday, we see that we need to take our eyes off the issue, off the need, off the breakthrough, off this thing that is challenging us, and keep them on God. We say, don't put your faith on the gift, but in the giver. We saw that even if God is late, he's right there weeping with you. If you were not in church last Sunday, the last couple of Sundays, or you have missed one, please check them out on our Mavuno South podcast. Let me say, it's been very encouraging to get messages and to be told, Jameni, comes Rure. I guess we listened to it again, and they said, it's still very tough to hear that sermon. And truly it is. It's, it's been a tough series. But I'm so encouraged that you're able to sit with the word and even with the Bible verses. Like I keep saying, wrestle with that word for your soul, for your spirit, for your life. Amen? So I'm very encouraged with the feedback that it has not been easy, because it hasn't been easy even for me um, preaching, because I've also had to sit with it for my own life. So today we are going to do um, a brief sermon, because we want to spend some time in prayer. We want to spend some time in healing, and we are really trusting God um, that he will heal us. He will break some chains. He will heal us, that you come through in all those three areas we have prayed about, and the one I'll share today, that you put them before God in prayer so that we can end up living a victorious, thriving Christian life. Amen? Not held hostage by these things that we are waiting on God to turn up to. And these truths we have been sharing have been coming from men and women of God, as we said, who have experienced the love of God and they have loved God, and they are loved by God. They, they knew about it. So we have already agreed. We are not talking about people who didn't know God or who didn't, want, didn't know they were loved by God. They knew that there was nothing impossible with God, and they still went through what we go through, each one of us, every time in our lives. Every different season in our life, we actually can go through these things. So they were, they, um, 
as we went through those people, they help us not to be held captive, as I've said. So we live out a faith that just because we have an unanswered prayer or there's a big challenge on our lives, we are not in prison. Amen? That's what the truths have been about. So today we want to ask God to break the chains that has held us back from living a victorious faith that is not even event-based. So our faith should never be event-based again. Somebody say amen. It should never be event-based faith or a conditional faith relationship with God. Amen? We're going to break free from chains of deceptive belief system of faith. That's what we have been breaking. Today we want to believe together that we can break these chains, these limiting beliefs in the name of Jesus on one side. And we'll also see how the chains or circumstances or the challenges or the unanswered prayers can also be used to break other people's chains. Even when God doesn't break them in our lives, having a ripple effect for generations when surrendered to God. Got me right? So we have two things. We'll break the chains. We'll pray over them. But then we also sit with the fact that even the word that you're going to share today, it is possible that that thing that is holding you, when surrendered to God, it is possible for it to go and break other people's chains because of how you are carrying it, because how your faith is dealing with it. Amen? Amen? Father, we welcome you. We just say, may your will be done. May Holy Spirit convict us. May this be what be true in our lives. May we hear you this morning, O Jehovah God. May our lives never be the same again because your word is being shared today, the word that you have given each one of us in Jesus' name. So God is a chain breaker. In agreement, atatumeimbaleo chain breaker. Today, muimushika theme, chain, chain breaker. And yet we have seen this month, he sometimes chooses not to break our circumstances. We chain us and keep us captive. And we end up living a chained up life because of our faith mindset. We are left with questions of why is it that the God who would speak the universe into being and part the Red Sea and shake the mountains, nor do the one thing that you so desperately need to change or to move in your life. Why would God, the God who has the power to break every chain, not agree to break the chains that are holding you or your loved one back? So today's message is because of my chain. Because of? Because of my chains. So we'll be reading from Philippians 1, 12 to 21. And truly it's just a preparation for our prayer time. We'll share some thoughts again by one of the people in the Bible who had the most experience of God's power to break chains. We encountered him in the second sermon. Not only had God broken his own chains and saved him from his own limited thinking, as we saw in the second sermon, but God had used him to bring freedom to many by changing his perspective. This man, because of, because of him, demons had been cast out, the sick had been healed, and the good news about Jesus had spread around the Roman world. Of course, we are talking about Apostle, Apostle Paul. If there is any man who experienced God's power to break every chain, being used greatly to facilitate the same, surely it must be Paul. And that's why, see, this is what he says in Philippians 1, 12 to 21. Now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. 
As a result, it has become clear through the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord, and they are all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motive or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly accept, expect, and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is so the man who knew what it meant to see God break every chain was writing while in chains, literally. That he wrote when he was in chains. You see, this, um, this letter to the Philippians, this is the ancient city of Philippi, was in the province of Macedonia and named after the Greek king and father of Alexander, the great history time. Philip, who had conquered it many years before, this is Philip who had conquered it many years, so it's named after him. Paul first went there when he got a dream in which a man from Macedonia begged him to come and help. During his brief visit, a young girl followed him and his friends everywhere they went. She was possessed by a fortune-telling spirit, which her owners used to make much money. Paul eventually rebuked the spirit and healed her and could no longer foretell the future, which made her owners so angry they had him thrown into jail. They must have been important people, politicians of the day. Now, one night, there was a huge earthquake, and all the prison doors fell open. And instead of running away, Paul and his friend Silas stayed put. And in the morning, the jailer was, was so moved that they didn't leave, and he, that he and his family became the, some of the first followers of Jesus at Philippi. So the letter to Philippians was written years later, when Paul was in Rome, once more a prisoner. This time, there was no earthquake. I wonder whether they would have escaped. <laughs> and this time the prison doors did not open and the chains did not break. However, however, by this time Paul had gained a different perspective on chains. He was not afraid of them. He was not a? Paul was not afraid of chains because he seemed to know something that many of us Christians seem not to know or have forgotten. And it's something we rarely preach about. So let's look at verse 12. Now, I want you to know, this is what verse 12 says. Now, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. I think of uh, that car, thorn, that issue in your life, and then find yourself one day say, now what, you know, brother, what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. Isn't it hard to imagine when you're going through that, or when you think about that situation, how is this going to advance the gospel? We said last time you don't want to be those people in 2022. You're telling Jesus in 2023, 
I don't want to be made strong. Hmm? The book of Acts tells us that Paul had been in prison for two years in, I know, not say it right, Caesarea, that one, because the governor Felix, Waikia Gina, how do you say it? That way? Oh, Cesare. Oh, that was Cesare. All right. Because the governor, Felix, wanted a bribe. Finally, he had, he had appealed to the emperor's court. Because of his appeal, he was shipped to Rome, experiencing much discomfort on the voyage, including a cynic bite. Remember that story? He just shakes the nini and it falls off. Hey, to be Paul. I tell you. Once in Rome, he had been kept under arrest, chained to Roman soldiers in four-hour shifts. You'd expect him to be complaining, but instead he says, as a result of my chains, it has become clear to the whole palace guard that I'm in chains for Christ. The palace guard, also known as the Praetorian Guard, was an elite unit of 10,000 soldiers who are the emperor's personal guard. And he had the emperor's personal guard. The important people in Rome. Normally it would have been very difficult to share about Jesus to these men. But now they were chained to him in shifts. Chained. They looked over his shoulder as he wrote the books of Philippians, Colossians, Ephesians, Philemon, and uh, perhaps many other letters explaining about Jesus. They listened as he talked to the leading Jews who came in to inquire about his faith and he shared the gospel with others who visited him. I'm sure Paul spoke to himself. Maybe he's talked loudly. So they are listening to him. And during the dull moments of the day, he shared the gospel with a young man who was chained to him. So the question you can ask is, who really, who was really the prisoner? These young men were really trying to mind their business, but were dragged in and chained to the apostle Paul. And one by one, they were being preached and led into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. So in verse 20, Philippians 4.22, Paul closes the letter by sending greetings from the saints in Rome. And he says, especially those of Caesar's household. The center of evangelism, perhaps. That was the center of it. Because this was where the Praetorian guards were. One by one, those, these choice young men, the elite of the empire, were finding Christ. They were sharing the faith with their families because of Paul's chain. A whole church was being started. Prisoners were being set free. A whole island, because it was sort of an island, was getting converted by a man in chains. Imagine that. By a man in? Somebody say, God is a chain breaker. God is a chain, but here is the one thing we need to remember, even as we go through, that the chains that God is breaking are not only the ones around you. It goes beyond, it will go beyond you. Amen? Now, it does, not, it does it just, just mean, it doesn't only affect non-believers. When this Paul story shows us, it wasn't only about non-believers. Paul goes on to say even more, uh, in verse 14, because of my chains, most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. So even believers were being, there were chains being broken for them. When Paul was not in prison, other Christians were happy to let him do the work of spreading the gospel. I mean, this is a snake shaker. 
who can preach better than Paul, the fearless leader. But now that he was not there, others were being forced to enter into that space and to share their faith. Perhaps because they saw his example, people are also becoming fearless in talking to others about Christ. Rome was not an easy place to be Christian, which is still the case in some of our countries, our cities and countries. As Christians always get looked down upon as primitive and it's as foreign superstition. We know that. Even people still say Christians uh, is a religion, you don't want to face the truth, isn't it? But because of his witness, others were now breaking free from their fears and boldly sharing the gospel. You see, in keeping Paul's chain on, God was breaking other bigger chains that would never have been broken if he had not been in chains. Can you see that? Have you seen the two situations? That in keeping Paul's chains on, because we already know there's nothing impossible with God. And then this is Paul, loved by, I mean, so... The only, uh, you know, the only thing to conclusion is that God has kept the chains, right? And then God, we see, because of keeping those chains, that would never, they are bro- chains that would never have been broken if those chains of Paul had been literally been removed. And so Paul was able to rejoice in his chains because God was using them to set others free. The chains that God is breaking are not the only ones around you. The chains that God is breaking are not the only ones around me. Ultimately, this is all about purpose. Paul knew what God's purpose for him was. We have said this before, that even though we were each created for a unique purpose, we normally make a mistake where we think it is our purpose. The truth is, it is God's purpose. And God's purpose for me, the reason I was created, the reason you were created, the reason we were put on this earth is to advance God's purpose. Amen? That's the only reason we were created. And that's why Paul isn't demanding that God break his chains. In fact, if you read verse 20, he recognizes that being a follower of Christ always means I will face some opposition and difficulty. So we have, ex- we have already agreed. That is part of our, our journey. He says, I eagerly expect and hope. I like any Paul. <laughs> anyway, he says, I eagerly expect and hope that I will no way be discouraged, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. This is one of those verses I like to say, go sit with it. Eh? Go sit. Go sit with it. As the Holy Spirit, Pastor Jid said some things, but me, before I even contend with what you're saying, you tell me what is it I'm supposed to be hearing. I eagerly expect and hope that I will no way be discouraged. Do you see where he's going? And But will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. Whether I'm out of chains or in chains. Whether he answers my prayer or doesn't answer my prayer. Whether he removes me from these circumstances or he doesn't. Whether he heals my marriage or he doesn't heal my marriage. Whether I get children or I don't get children. Are you hearing? I eagerly expect 
and hope that I will be in no way be discouraged, but will have sufficient courage so that now as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. That's what he said. Instead of crying out, Lord, break my chains. I mean, I David right to tell God, remove me from this chain. I've suffered enough. He said, he said, Lord, give me courage to follow you. Give me courage to follow you, whether you remove the chains or not. It's not a genuine prayer. Genuine, because it's true. Paul probably had moments of discouragement. He's not, we're not denying the feelings. See, we have said that before in this space. We don't deny our emotions or our feelings. We just know where to take them. Amen? You see, Paul knew who he was and where he was going. He knew that this world was not his home. He was only here on assignment. And whether he faced good times or bad times, in the end, he would return home to his heavenly father. He would return to the place he had ultimately been created for. He would be seated with Christ in the heavenly realms to rule and reign internally. And so he was not afraid of suffering or death. For him, it was a win-win proposition. It was a win-win situation. If I stay alive, I continue to do God's purpose. Which is the only reason I'm here on earth. If I am killed, I go to heaven, which is even a far better place than here. So Paul was like, I can't lose. Can you see that? I can't. I can't lose. And so instead of being bewildered or angry when things didn't turn out, Paul looked for every opportunity to represent God. He turned his pain into a platform to fulfill God's purpose. He changed his perspective. And he experienced real joy in seeing God's breaking chains, whether his or others. So the book of Philippians is one of the most joyful books in the Bible. I didn't know until I was preparing. It had never occurred to me that it is one of the joyful books in the Bible. I can't wait to read it. Paul was able to rejoice in good times and in tough times. He was ready for any struggle and he looked forward to heaven and he lived a victorious life. You see, the victorious Christian life is not trouble-free, but it's fear-free. Can I say that again? A victorious Christian life is not trouble-free, but it's fear, it's fear-free. Amen? It is this perspective that makes us truly fearless. Amen? That what makes today so different. As we come to a time of prayer. Today we just want to do prayer. And spend some time in worship. Because we are saying we are no longer babies. Hallelujah. We are no longer, we are no longer babies. After this month, we are going to wrestle for it. Amen? We are no longer babies demand that God answer our prayers the way we want at our timing. Use this road, Lord. Wacha ukochin express ilitengenezwa. If my healing somehow glorifies God, amen. If my lack of breakthrough somehow glorifies God and, break, and breaks other chains that I'm not even aware of, we say, Amen. Whether I understand how this works or not, we will choose to trust God. We choose to trust God's heart, isn't it? 
That's what this month has been about. That you choose to rejoice that he has counted me worthy to live for him and even to suffer for his name. Amen? Today say this series is hard, but it's so necessary. Wasn't it a necessary series? Because even the years we're entering into, we can't be the same Christians. You can't sit and hear the word and be in the word and your life remains tied, captive, because of troubles that the word of God has already told us we will have them. Amen? You know, one of the things I always say is I never thought my divorce would ever give me a purpose that advances God's kingdom. But I have really found because of it, I have such a deep desire to see families thrive. Yani, it sometimes it, uh, even yesterday I was in a, some ladies, friends of mine, and whenever they go, we say, Sir, nimesikia shida tutaumea, but nisisikie kuna mtu anatafta divorce. <laughs> like I am just like, we can thrive. He gave me, I didn't know that it would come from that. If I remember one time at Hill City, someone called and told the reception, I want to talk to the divorce pastor. I was upset in 2015. I was upset. At that's my title now. The divorce pastor. Random person. Now there's a divorce pastor in Mavuno. Akunanga pastor yengine divorce. Tunasikia yuko Mavuno. So I was even at the Mavuno kids and I was having a conversation with Pastor M. It was so interesting. I don't even know how I remembered yesterday. And then he he's telling me, you know, you need to embrace that you're a pastor because I was still struggling with the pastoral calling. Because me, I was like, Kula nimetoka, sioni. Then I'm in the middle of a divorce, sioni. Then I'm like, I'm still inadequate. Even today, I still ask the Lord, Baduni, I'm kekesho as a pastor. I don't know. I keep expecting him to fire me tomorrow because I'm so imperfect. So I told Pastor, imagine somebody called. Imagine. And I was pouring my heart out. Like, imagine. That's how I look. Then he, you know, his, uh, his face sometimes is just like, deal with it. He's like, but how? Then he said, how nice. They know we, 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 they can access a divorce pastor. They are coming to us. So he went like, oh my goodness, how nice we can be possible to help someone. Me, I'm like, did you hear? I'm in pain. I'm feeling bad that I'm the divorce pastor. To me, embrace it. Because you're not stuck on the divorce and you're healing and you still are for marriages. So who is best placed? I remember that conversation. Of course, I didn't accept his, his any then. I'm very stubborn. I didn't, his conclusion, embrace it, took another couple of months probably, if not years, for me to embrace. But now I have such a desire to see families thrive, to see relationships grounded on the right foundations, you know, godly principles, to see individuals living empowered, joyful lives, empowered, joyful lives in relationship with God. I have many chains, but those chains give me purpose. I do not have, the chains of the title divorce is always there. We did not reconcile, there is no possible reconciliation. Munaskianga nombianga a new husband. So I'm hopefully it acquire restoration in another way. But that, that pain and that situation has me even talking to parents, single moms, because I do know the harm it can do to children for the next generation. 
My chains give me purpose that leads those around me to break their chains by God's grace. Amen? That's what we are saying today. It goes beyond me. It goes be the chains that God is breaking are not only the ones around me. So many of us here, so we're going to do prayers in two ways. Many of us here are wanting healing. We want breakthrough. And we can be honest about it. We have said it. We can be honest about it. But this time today, we are coming with a different motive this time than before. Amen? Isn't that so? We come to say, God, my praise that you will heal me so I can glorify you. My praise that you'll turn my finances around so that I can glorify you. My praise that you save my marriage so that I can glorify you. My praise that you give us children or that you save my children so that we can glorify you. My praise that you give me a spouse so I can glorify you. That's our desire. Then we say, if you should grant it, we will do all in our power to carry out our purpose and bring glory to you. And if you should not grant it, it should you be your desires that the things we are praying for don't come to pass. Then may our pain become your platform. Amen? You see, the word of God doesn't contradict itself. It's alive in all ways. So even the verses that say, come to me, ask and to be given, we're exercising them today, even with the teachings of this month. Amen? We're saying, may our attitude open doors for many skeptics to see the power of the living God to sustain. May your faith, even in the midst of that challenge, may your attitude open doors for many skeptics to see the power of the living God to sustain, to give you joy. We say there's strength in Christ. Paul has just said, we pray not to be discouraged, to have courage. Break the chains that need to be broken. Either the ones binding me right now, or if it pleases you, use my chains to break the chains binding those around me. May your kingdom come and your will be done in my life. Because also we know that the chains that God is breaking are not only the ones around me. I want to invite the worship team. And we're going to first sing the song, Break Every Chain. Because we are still going to ask God to break them. And we are going to surrender the chains to God to do as he will. We know we can trust his heart. We know his strength is with us. And we are saying our relationship with you, God, matters more than these chains. That's the premise of our prayer. Amen? We know we can trust his heart. We know his strength is with us. His presence is with us. When we are saying our relationship with you, God, matters more than these chains. So even as we, that is where you're grounded, even as we say, break every chain. And I want you, as we sing this song, feel free to stand up. We'll do prayers. At some point, we'll also do, if Pastor Benson can also get a mic with Pastor Purity, we'll also do specific prayers. But the first prayer I want you to pray for yourself, even as we sing this song, is ask God to bring the chain of your belief system according to, for your faith, according to the things we have talked about, that the Lord will renew your mind.
Amen? That it will change. Your perspective will change about persecution, about challenges, about the needs that you have, about the unanswered prayer, about the situation that the Lord was late, that you're still holding on to. Every time you talk about it, you find yourself breaking down. You can't be in a space because that thing that the Lord was late for is still paining you. So we are giving Lord that pain. We are saying, change my perspective over it. Heal me in that area. So the first prayer, first prayer, Lord, renew my mind. Think of any someone, the ones we have talked about, and say, happen your struggle, Renew my mind. Change my perspective. As we sing this song, feel free to stand up. For the next 20 minutes, that's all we're going to do. Sing and pray, sing and pray. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, to break every chain, Break every chain to break every chain to break every chain to break every chain. Sing there is there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break. Just to break every chain, just to break every chain, every chain, to break every chain, not some chain, not some chain, break every chain. Sing, there is power, there is power in the name of Jesus. Yes, there is power. Pray for yourself. There is power. Thank you, Jesus. Feel free to stand up, sing this song, pray through it. There's an army rising up in you. Break every chain, Father, I believe it. You can break every chain. Break our mindset chain. Break our mindset chain, Come on, people, pray for yourself. Tell the Lord this year I want to live with a mindset that says, I am not an event-based faith. I am not a circumstance faith. There's an army rising up in us this morning. There's a different army rising up this morning. 
that is saying Jehovah God our mind is renewed in you to break the chain of our mindset that the words of this man breaks us free is breaking us free oh God to live a victorious life to have joy in our lives despite the circumstances despite the unanswered prayer despite the health issues and the challenges mindset is broken. We have received your word Sunday after Sunday. The scriptures have spoken your living word. That none of us who have heard this message will ever be the same again, O Jehovah God. Our faith is grounded in your word that tells us that you have, we have strength in you. That we can trust your heart. That Jehovah God, our chains are not what determines our level of our faith. They are not what determines our relationship with you, O God. And you ask for forgiveness this morning for the error that this has been so, O God. For each one of us, this has been a true statement. But for that today, we have let go. We have surrendered it to Jehovah God and said by the power of the Holy Spirit we shall live out this truth every day. Now Father we shall ask for your Holy Spirit to remind us to counsel us even when we are tempted when they try so hard and we feel like going back Father we know that the Holy Spirit will rise up and remind us that we are the army. We are a new army in Jesus name. Oh Father thank you for healing our faith mindset. Thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for your word this month. Oh, Father, we bless your name. 
And even now as we come to pray for the earth, this needs, those chains, because it's still in you that we process. You're still the one we come and ask, oh God. We are asking on the premise, no win without a doubt, that whether you answer them today or years to come or not, Father, we are saying we choose to glorify you. But we are also saying, Father, that you have told us, bring them. Let's lay them down at your feet. And as we do it, Father, we know there's nothing impossible with you. And so we still ask, Papa, that you would answer us. That you would answer us. That you would meet us at our point of need. That you would break even the chains of our circumstances. Even the chains that pain us. Oh, Father, we ask, oh, Jehovah God, that this day nobody will leave this space without knowing that they are healed, without knowing that you will be glorified in their lives, no matter what. We love you, Father. Oh, we love you, Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I want to ask Pastor Purity to come up and pray for us. Please give, him a, give her a mic. And the prayer that I want us to do, our first prayer, and feel free to stand up, is a health prayer. We want to pray whether you're sick, for mental illness, for addictions. And because we believe even in, in interceding, if you know anyone that you want to say, I want to pray for them on this health matter, as Pastor Purity is praying, remember them, stand up for them, do what you need to do. Amen. Amen. Listen to what it says in Isaiah 61. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, the release from darkness for the prisoners. Father, we ask this morning, there are those who are in darkness, in their health, in their minds, in their spirits. And Lord, you have said the anointing of the Holy Spirit can release us from darkness. The darkness for those who are in prison. And this morning we ask for that release. Release us from that darkness. Release us, Lord, from anything that blinds us from believing that you can bring healing. Release us from darkness of unbelief. Release us from darkness of any oppression this morning. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We pray for those who are standing up this morning, asking for healing. Even I have people, I'm believing you, O oh God, to heal. And Lord, we speak a word of healing this morning. We ask that, Lord, you release healing to anyone with somebody in the hospital, to anyone who is um, unwell for whatever reasons, whether they are at home, whether they are in their in a different place, Lord, we ask for healing. And Lord, for everyone who has confessed their faith this morning 
and students said, Lord, bring healing for this mental health issue. Cause the mind to operate normally. Lord, we ask for healing this morning in the name of Jesus. For anyone who is asking for physical healing, Lord, we ask for healing in the bodies in the name of Jesus. For anyone who is asking for healing in the, in the soul, emotionally, where there is confusion, Lord, we are asking for healing this morning because with you there is nothing impossible. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we decree a word of healing this morning in Jesus' name. Listen what it says in verse 2. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Oh, we decree the Lord's favor this morning. In the name of Jesus. There is a time, there is a year when the Lord's favor changes and turns around everything. It is not business as usual. This is the year we proclaim it. It is the day. It is the year of the Lord's favor. For us as people, for us as individuals, for us as a, as a church, for us as a nation, it is the year of the Lord's favor. It is the year of the Lord's favor. We decree it in the name of Jesus. A day of vengeance of our God and comfort for all who mourn. So, Father, we give you thanks this morning. We proclaim you alone are glorified. You alone are exalted. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Let's celebrate Jesus. I hope you guys even had the word of favor that Pastor Purity has shared. Don't take it lightly. Pastor Benson, one of the prayers that I wanted to pray for is finances. People who are in debt, who jobs is a struggle, there's stagnation in the area of your finances, and anything else that the Lord puts in your heart, but who's the financial area, Pastor Benson. You know, some circumstances that we find ourselves in are the results of our actions or inaction, right? And so I'm compelled to ask us to just take a moment and ask the Lord to forgive us for the circumstances we've been poor stewards of the things that he has given us or where we have had a stubborn refusal. You know, we've been reading through the book of Mark towards the end and Jesus rebukes the disciples for failing to believe, for their stubborn refusal to believe in the things that he had said. And sometimes we are stubbornly refusing to accept the teachings of God in terms of giving, tithing, generosity, hard work, and we turn and look into other spaces could also be wrong choices that we have made ourselves. We intentionally, you know, made choices that were wrong. It could be that we were spurred on by greed. It could be anything else. So just take a moment and lift up a prayer and ask the Lord, forgive me for areas where I have failed to walk in the way I should.
make a choice to submit to Christ and to turn away from those ways and to walk in the faith that he has asked us to walk in. Father, this morning we ask, have mercy on us. Forgive our sins. Lord, I ask that you forgive me for the stubborn refusal to believe that you're able to provide for all my needs. That when you say that I should not worry about what to eat and drink and what to wear, because the lilies in the valleys are dressed, because the birds of there are fed better than King Solomon and others. And I choose to think that I can do it on my own. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, for failing to trust that in giving, in tithing, we are demonstrating our faith that you are able to supply all our needs. In being conscious of the welfare of others around us, and failing to do that, I fail to demonstrate your love. Lord, forgive me for greed, where I've desired things because I want to be um, better than others or want it for myself and not for others. Cleanse me, Lord, from that unrighteousness. And I turn to you, Lord, this morning, and we turn to you as a congregation this morning in repentance and ask, Lord, forgive us and cleanse us. Indeed, Lord, we know that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. And by the sacrifice of the cross, every sin, everything that, every indebtedness legally, anything that accuses us or condemns us is nailed on the cross. And we are free, Lord, to come into your presence and to ask that you intervene. And therefore, Lord, I pray for us this morning across the congregation. And if you desire a breakthrough or something in the area of finances, feel free to stand up in faith as we pray. And Lord, I'm praying that in our midst, I know there are many who have attended interviews for jobs, asking, Lord, that you give them open doors. Give them these positions. Let them possess the land in the name of Jesus Christ. And so I pray for everyone in an interview situation. Receive what the Lord gives you in terms of that position in the name of Jesus. I pray for those who are looking for work. Lord, they are asking for occupation, something to do. You say that we should work with our hands, that we may be able to provide for our needs and to share with others. I am releasing that to your people this morning in the name of Jesus, that everyone who is asking for an idea to implement, a business to do, a job to get, Lord, let them receive. They receive right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for those who are asking for business. They have businesses. We are asking, Lord, for work in terms of markets, more sales, tenders. Father, this morning, I release them to them in the name of Jesus Christ. By the authority of the name of Jesus, receive everyone who has a situation where they are going to put in a tender or asking for uh, something from the authorities. Receive in the name of Jesus Christ. May you have favor in every office you go. May it be released to you in Jesus' name. And may your businesses prosper. May they work for your hands be strengthened in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for those who are having challenges in their places of work. People have risen against you. And they are seeking 
to finish you in a sense. And you feel that your job situation is threatened. This morning I speak in the authority of the name of Jesus that the angels of the Lord fight for you. That every work of darkness is trampled under your feet. And you are victorious in the name of Jesus Christ. And those colleagues who are against you, your bosses, your sis the systems, whatever it is, will grant you favor in the name of Jesus. Every circumstance of uncertainty, Lord, every breakthrough required for finances, there are those who are asking for provision, for fees, for rent, for, you know, for food, for just daily subsidence, for their parents, for those around them, for those they support. Lord, supply these needs this morning in the name of Jesus because you're able to, and we call on your name this day, Lord. Every need you're able to meet, Lord. And so we pray now, declaring in the words of John the Baptist, that you're making straight paths for us. That every valley, every mountain, every hill is made low in the name of Jesus Christ. That the crooked roads shall be made straight. The rough ways will be made smooth. And all the people will see God's salvation and God's intervention in our circumstances to meet every need. In Jesus' name we declare. And God's people say... Amen. 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 Shout out amen. amen. I want us to continue praying. We have one more area that or two. And I want to pray for families. I want to pray in the area of our families that there will be unity in our families. There will be unity between siblings. There will be unities between parents and their children. There will be units between you and your children. There will be unity between you and your parents. I want to pray for marriages. We never get tired. I never get tired of praying for marriages. I want to pray for those in waiting and desiring marriage. I want to pray for families. And as I pray this prayer, you feel free to stand up because you also know the uniqueness of your family situation. So in this moment, pray over a situation in your family, a chain that needs to be broken, a place where you want to speak life into, a place where you want your faith to be evident. That even as we live through this situation, God, you're still Lord, but you are breaking and healing our family at your time, Papa, in your way. Surrender it to God. Saying, I don't want it holding hostage, me hostage anymore. Amen? Father, we want to come before you praying for our families. Open up your mouth and pray for your family. We want to pray for our families, Father. We have said many things, and this is one chain also that holds us hostage. Father, we want to pray for our family. We want to pray for unity. We want to pray for love. We want to pray for care. We want to pray that we'll see each other the way you see us. Oh, Father, would you intervene in our area, in our families? Will you be glorified in our families? May our families give you glory in Jesus' name. Father, may your presence prevail. 
May each one of us this moment, everyone who's standing up and saying, may family, will never be the same again because today I'm surrendering them to you. It is not going to be a place of pain that holds me back from having joy. But Father, we are asking you to intercede and that your kingdom come and that your will will be done in our families. Father, I want to pray for any marriage here that is struggling. Any marriage that is having a discomfort. Any marriage that is not knowing how to go forward. That is dying, oh Jehovah God, because there's no growth. Father, I want to speak life into these marriages. I want to speak life even to the thriving marriages. Father, I want to thank you for the marriages that which are saying we're on this journey together. Father, I speak newness in their marriage. A refreshment in their marriage, oh God. Father, I want to speak and ask, oh Father... For some of us who are in waiting, oh Father, that for the Lord, as we wait, we'll do it in joy. It will be not the thing that holds us back, that we cannot live out our purpose because we are desiring marriage. And so, Father, I want to pray for everyone at this moment desiring marriage, oh Jehovah God. Would your gracious hand be upon us? Would you connect them to the person that you, God, had desired for them? Not from a place of need or of or desperation, but with fresh understanding, oh Jehovah God. That is part of my purpose to be in this marriage. So Father, we want to bring family situation into your lives, into your hands. Pray for your families. Remember your siblings. Remember your siblings. Remember your parents. If there's a place of difficult conversation, remember your parent. Father, I want to pray for loss. For some of us who are still grieving, who still experience loss like it happened yesterday. Father, I want to ask for your mercy in that space. Because only your compassionate heart can carry someone through a grief period. So, Father, for families that are grieving, that have had major loss, oh Jehovah God. Father, we speak your peace in Jesus' name. We speak your peace in Jesus' name. Father, would you remember our families? Would you remember our biological family? Would you remember us this morning? Would you give us a testimony, oh Jehovah God? Would you give us a testimony, Father? Would you bring healing in that space? Would you be exalted? Oh, Father, may your kingdom come. May your kingdom come. Father, families are your idea. Relationships are your idea. Where there's a single person who has a heartbreak, that stop them from thinking beyond that heartbreak. Father, would you heal them? Would you heal them? Where well, there needs to be forgiveness. Father, I ask that everyone in this space who needs to go and forgive someone, who needs to go and let go of an offense. Father, may that be our portion in our families today. Father, would you heal us? And as you heal us, may you heal our families. We worship you, Father, because we know every prayer uttered this morning is grounded on the word that we have shared this month. That our faith is in you, Lord. 
We trust your heart. We trust your heart. Father, we thank you and we honor you. We love you, Jesus. Would you celebrate Jesus, church? Would you tell him thank you? Because today you're breaking chains. Today he's broken chains. You need to believe it in Jesus' name. I want us to sing a song as the worship say. And it's prophetic, atmosphere shift now. You're declaring the atmosphere is shifting now. Amen? Speak life to yourself, to that situation. Prophesy to it that it is shifting now. Because we have said, if you don't break the chains, may our circumstance, situation, bring you glory, Jesus. May joy be our strength. Amen? You see, one of the things that I, I've come to love is that we believe that we benefit greatly from experiencing God's sustainable power. That when we are weak, we end up growing and maturing in faith. When we choose to hold on to what we believe about God remaining steadfastly true, we truly can ask the Holy Spirit to help us to see that our current situation challenges as an opportunity to worship and glorify God, to advance the kingdom of God. Amen? So we're going to sing atmosphere shift now. And I want you to speak it over your life. Thank you, Jesus. You can stand. We're just going to keep singing now and close the service. There is only one day. There is only one day. Hallelujah. With the power to sing. This is the name we have prayed to There is only one name. Hey, believe it, guys. There is only one name. With the power, with the power to say. With the power to say. Sing, our God is champion. Our God. He reigns forevermore. 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 This is our Every knee will bow down. Every tongue, every tongue, every tongue will confess that Jesus, Jesus Christ.
Lord of Lords and Lord of all. Give me a confession. Things are breaking and he is answering prayers. Come on. Hey. He's champion. He reigns forevermore. Forever. Forevermore. Church. Come on, church. 